WERU health-related programming is made possible in part by the Mabel Wadsworth Women's Health Center, providing comprehensive reproductive and sexual health services for all women of all ages at all stages since 1984. Insurance, main care, Deergo, and self-pay accepted. MabelWadsworth.org. You are listening to WERU on WERU.org. We are off the air today. For those of you who are listening on the stream, stay put. We will be off the air for the entire day. We have coming up next, uh, Healthy Options with Cynthia Swan. Hello and good morning. Today's show is colon hydrotherapy and cleansing diets on healthy options here. And my guest is uh, Susan Hamill. I'm going to give you a little information. Susan has been studying and teaching natural foods and cooking and nutrition for over 30 years with a more recent focus on internal cleansing with raw and live foods. In the 80s, she actually ran a small macrobiotic teaching center, lunchroom, and health food store with her friend and associate, Hannah Einsen, and worked for several years with hundreds of clients with various chronic health diseases, mostly cancer. Susan's teaching took her all over the state of Maine and to many other areas of the country to work privately with individual clients. She's taught macrobiotic cooking at Women to Women in Yarmouth for four years, and for decades she's been providing healthy food catering services for private parties, weddings, yoga, Zen, and other meditation retreats, as well as catering for various body work and consciousness-raising trainings. For several years, Susan ran a private vegetarian dining club called Dining with Susan and weekly cooking classes in her home. She also produced an eight-page monthly newsletter about food for 18 months as a preliminary to writing her still-awaited or partially written book, we should say, and she's taught over a thousand private and public classes during the last three decades cooked thousands of meals, and produced trillions of vegetable slices. In, um, the early, in early 2008, while running a cleansing uh, program, two-month cleansing program for a friend in Tucson, Arizona, she began seeing a client, as a client, uh, an excellent colon hydrotherapist suggested that Susan also become trained as a colon hydrotherapist. So this was previously an unthought of occupation, but knowing the importance of colon cleansing, especially when doing any other forms of internal cleansing, and after consideration, she became trained as a colon hydrotherapist, so thus another hat, to which job she brings her usual good humor, good hands, and deep respect for people. She is still teaching and catering, and for more information, you can contact her at susanth, S-U-S-A-N-T-H, at midcoast.com. That's her email. And a phone number is 207-701-1817. And also the website, which is currently under construction, her uh, portion of it, of Camden Whole Health, www.camdenwholehealth.org. I think it was com. Or was it com? Ah, oh, sorry. Thank you, Susan. Dot com. So welcome, Susan. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you for inviting me. And... Um, I'm I'm uh, really happy to be here. I was very nervous when you asked me, but um, the process has of getting ready to be here with you has uh, clarified for me a lot of what I do, and it's and I really appreciate that you invited me. Well, glad to have you. And so, let's go ahead and dive right in. And um, let me ask you to describe for listeners what is colon hydrotherapy. 
Well, colon hydrotherapy is a form of colonic irrigation that uses warm, uh, purified water under really low, carefully controlled pressure to wash out the colon, combined with um, a gentle abdominal massage to help loosen um, impacted matter from the colon walls. That's basically it. And so what are the benefits? What are the benefits of of a colonic? Um, Well, uh, first of all, uh, basically, the body has basically seven different cleansing systems that are really all one. They all work together. There's the liver, the blood, the lymph, the colon, the kidneys, the skin, the lungs. Did I say all those? Yeah, yeah, that was seven. And so I I kind of think of the colon as the alpha and the omega of of the whole cleansing system of the body because um, it's the first one that really needs to be cleaned. And it's the last one where everything arrives from from all the other systems. Um, so it's, it's, if the, if the, um, colon is clogged up, things back up. It's like I had a, I had an overflow in my septic system once and I kept telling Doug, please, please, the water's not going out of this house. He left for vacation and one hour later I did a laundry and the whole septic overflowed into my downstairs bathroom. Uh. And in a way, that's kind of what happens with our bodies. Um, so it's like you implode? It's like you become imploded with all the toxicants from the colon? Well, or? it's just if the colon is not moving the toxins out, they get reabsorbed into the bloodstream. They get recycled through the liver again. They, the Different parts of the body try to take over um, the lungs, like um, uh, chronic um, halitosis is actually a colon condition. It's the, it's the lungs trying to get rid of the toxic waste that is not being moved through the colon. Um, skin, all skin inflammatory conditions are related almost always to the colon. If the colon's clean, you don't really see people coming out with eczema and psoriasis and acne. Those are they're all related to the colon. So, you're think, so it's related to the colon. That, that's the, it's interesting because in Ayurvedic medicine, I'm certainly not an expert, but in Ayurveda, they talk about the colon also as being, you know, where, where disease can start and yeah. can breed. And then, of course, in um, naturopathic medicine, many of the NDs will say, you know, 80, 80% of your immune function is in your, is in your gut. Absolutely. And, and so that's... So the reason, you know, the reason to do colon hydrotherapy is first of all to deal with constipation and diarrhea. So constipation, people just take it as it's so common, and we just say, oh well, I'll just take a lax- laxative. People don't really understand how serious it is because constant, constant, uh, chronic constipation uh, really equals cons- chronic inflammation, and chronic inflammation is is a condition that can lead to cancer. And also, most laxatives are inflammatory. So, so to really clean the colon and, and to get rid of that inflammation, really purified water is the very best way. Um, also, anytime a person is doing any cleansing of any sort, um, water fasting or juice fasting or elimination diets or heavy metal detoxing or um, liver cleansing, all this all this residue gets dumped into the colon. And part of the job of the colon is to absorb liquid out of the chyme, which is the undigested food. And so when it absorbs the liquid back out, um, if there are a lot of toxins in the colon, that gets reabsorbed. So when you're cleansing, you really want to keep the colon clean and moving. So so you want to be well hydrated. You mm-hmm. want to um, partake in some sort of a cleansing diet, yep. preferably. And um, 
and uh, along with your colonic. Yeah. So all right. So the, so the physical benefits are to keep things moving out of the colon and not have things stagnate. Right. So there. I mean, there are there are different reasons why you would do a colon hydrotherapy treatment. One is just basically to keep it clean for all the reasons. Um, candida. Is a is a good reason to do colon hydrotherapy. Well, there's a feeling in this country that many people have candida. <sighs> that the, this overgrowth of yeast. If you've had any, yeah. um, if you've been on any kind of antibiotic regime right. for um, <clears throat> a period of time, mm-hmm. and also the foods, right? Like alcohol, the, the sugar, alcohol, sugar, white flour. Yep, yep. And uh, it is in my work. I see a lot of candida. Mm-hmm. And uh, beer bellies is another reason to do colon hydrotherapy. Beer bellies, people think that, um, you know, you see these, um, you, you do see people who are overweight with beer bellies, but you also see these uh, guys who have, you know, beautiful arms, chests, bottoms, legs, yeah. and yet they have this little paunch out front. And somehow they believe that their body is chosen to put fat in one place. The body doesn't put fat in one place. It puts it all over the body. So when you see a beer belly, that's a distended colon. Ah, and so whenever you have that going on in a man or a woman, yeah, that's uh, colon distension. It's colon distension, and it's and it's from a couple different things. Uh, first of all, beer is made with yeast, and yeast feeds yeast. So fermentation, most fermentation. So it's a lot of a lot of gas in there, a lot of uh, usually candida. And the other thing about, especially guys, I have noticed in my long uh, observation, um, often. Men who drink a lot of beer also eat a lot of junk food. Carbohydrate. Yeah, Carbohydrate and, and yeah, yeah, or you know, trans fats. or go get ch- uh, fried chicken at the local mom and pop or or pizza. They don't necessarily eat well. It seems to be something like uh, cigarettes and and and, uh, and drinking go together. Sometimes a lot of beer drinking and junk food seem to go together. So mm-hmm. that's another reason. There's usually a lot of impaction as well as a lot of bloating. In a beer belly. That's what a beer belly is. <laughs> oh, wow. And so um, that's another reason, you know, that's another use for colon hydrotherapy, to clean, clean that out. So weight loss, too. <laughs> weight loss, yeah. Um, all skin diseases, most skin diseases, as I said, uh, the skin is the largest elimination organ in the body. So if the colon is not working, the skin takes over, uh, ah. one of the systems that helps take over. Um, and and just re- another another really good use of the of uh, colon hydrotherapy is um, preparation for a diagnostic examination like col- uh, colonoscopies or, or sigmoidoscopies. Um, and I just read yesterday I was so excited uh, that in uh, Danbury Connecticut Hospital in 2008 did a blind study um, comparing they just took p- patients. Um, you know, the the patients didn't choose. They just chose them randomly yeah, to have colon hydrotherapy uh, or the two usual harsh laxatives. And um, then and the examiners, the people who did the colonoscopies, had no idea who, who had what treatment. And at the end, colon hydrotherapy created a much cleaner colon in every section of the colon, and it was a lot easier. Um, on the patients, it it took an, a 45 minutes instead of keeping them up all night with diarrhea, and uh, so it was very exciting for me because I have uh, been a little hesitant to use to 
to do that for people um, as preparation for, for a colon colonoscopy. But here you've got a but study that's indicating that it's beneficial and yes. it's easier on the patient. Yeah. And so it would be a matter of maybe their physician um, giving them the go-ahead to um, go with the colonic rather than take the uh, the um, the uh, prescription. Yeah, and, you know, generally the medical profession at this point really does not believe in colon hydrotherapy, uh, but the Danbury Hospital is connected with the um, New York Medical Center and Yale University School of Medicine, um, Columbia University Medical Center, and the Connecticut School of Medicine. So um, there's some, now there's some... Uh, yeah, it's Real. interesting. I think I mentioned to you before we were doing the show that Dr. Mehmet Oz, who has his own program on television, was mm -hmm. saying that people don't need colonics and right. um, that the colon does a very good job of um, elimination. But based on what you're talking about, the SAD diet, the s standard American diet, and mm -hmm. the foods that most of us sometimes or even periodically partake in that can cause um, you know, problems with, the, with elimination or heavy metals that right. get toxicity or mercury, you know, in your teeth, the amalgam fillings, and that gets in the way sometimes of the digestive function. There's a whole host of, right. of issues that can get in the way of digestive function. Right. But um, so it's interesting that, uh, that you bring this up in this study. It's very timely. In terms of the benefits, what about um, spiritual benefits? All right, well, <clears throat> um, to me, a clean body, you know, you have you know, a clean body really um, calms your whole nervous system. It enables you to be quiet. It enables you to be a, a listener of your own inner self, and it um, it just makes you more joyful to be to be a healthy ha to be in a healthy body is is to be joyful. Mm -hmm. Generally, and um, I think our emotions get roiled up when our when our bodies are acid or clogged or toxic. You know, just we're all one being. We're not a, an emotional body and a mental body and a physical body. We're all one being. So um, you know, we're just completely intertwined. And and um, if you're toxic, it's really difficult to be um, harmonious. Mm. Interesting. So in terms of a, a colonic treatment, what, what does it actually entail? Okay. Well, um, a, a, a client will come in and usually they, they go into the bathroom to empty the bladder because uh, a colon hydrotherapy treatment is actually very hydrating um, as opposed to Dehydrating, yeah, which, which are dehydrating. Yeah. And so you disrobe from the waist down and wrap in a towel, and then uh, the, the treatment's done on a massage table. The client lies on his side, and a speculum's inserted um, just about an inch and a half or two inches, and then the patient lies on her back or his back. Um, and the machine um, that I use is completely self-contained. So anything that is discharged, gas or solid, just goes right into the out tube, flows through the machine through a lighted tube so I or the patient can see what is leaving the body and then goes directly into the uh, town sewer line. So there's no odors or messiness in most cases. It's very sort of um, safe in that way. And so... Um, what happens is purified water is let into the colon really slowly and really gently. The machine I use has a really sensitive pressure valve, and, and so by a, some systems are gravity-fed, and the water can come in a little too fast that way. By letting the water in really slowly, 
Um, it can seep into places that, you know, into crevices. It can move underneath gas bubbles. It can go past obstruction, and, and, it, and it also uh, allows the water to be in the colon long enough to sort of penetrate and hydrate what's on the walls of the colon. So, so you let the water in a little bit, turn it off a little, in, a little bit more in, a little off, in, off, until the, the um, pressure valve says, okay, let it out, or the client says, okay, let it out. So it's released. And then you release it. And, so you eliminate. And during the release, um, the colon hydrotherapist will massage the belly, and that helps move things along. It helps release uh, release things. And you can actually feel sort of pressure points where the colon is actually ready to let go, and you can work on that spot. And then so during a, during a treatment, this process is repeated four to six times, the filling and releasing. And uh, the client's on the table for about 40 or 45 minutes. And is it painful? There is, I think the greatest discomfort with colon hydrotherapy is social discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> it's you kind know, of like, I know, yeah. I was thinking as we were doing the no. show, you know, thinking of calling Ooh. it the Up Your Show, the, you know, the scoop Ooh. on the poop show, <laughs> yeah. um, because you're, you're right. I mean, yeah. that's typically yeah. the response a lot of people I have know. is like, oh, yuck. I, I, know. Want, I, I, I don't want to deal with this, let alone having somebody oh. see me, you know, poop and kind of, you know, having somebody witness this. I, even my even my first year of, of doing this business, I, I had a really hard time telling people what I do because there re, most of them would respond by cringing or yep. looking at me with pity. Like, you know? like how could <laughs> you, you know? get involved in this? You know, I mean, our our culture has just relegated the call into the closet. You know, we don't want to think about it. <clears throat> um, so, but and usually people come in with some fear and trepidation the first time they see me. But um, usually during our treatment, they change their minds because when you start seeing what What's was in you out. leaving you for good it's really kind of exciting actually um well it's also validating especially for people who have had problems for a number of years i would think with constipation yeah. or skin outbreaks or any of the host of uh um disease states that go along with a uh, a colon that's not functioning optimally. Yeah, that it it does. They can say, "Oh wow, I can see the yeast colony there." Or right. I can, you know, right. I can see this, you know, black stuff, this old decayed stuff. <laughs> is that really coming out of me? Yuck! <laughs> Thanks, <know? indeed. laughs> So, uh, but you know, nobody actually does colon hydrotherapy for pleasure. But um, it isn't really painful. There can be some mild discomfort. Um, uh, that's very temporary. Um, when the colon, a section of the colon gets ready to release something, it will contract. So it's a little bit of a crampiness can happen. And as soon as it's released, it the cr- you know the cramps are gone. Or sometimes the water will hit a yeast colony and it will create gas. So you get a little bit of a gas bubble pain, and that too. And then it gets released. Then it gets released. And then you have that immediate uh, relief. You're listening to Healthy Options. This is Cynthia Swan. My guest is Susan Hamill. And we're at 89.9 FM Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor. And today we're streaming online, weru.org. And our topic is colon hydrotherapy. So is, let, let's, let me ask you this. Is there an optimal number of treatments, Susan, that one would seek? If You know, it's like I, I know some integrative protocols will say if you've had this problem for X amount of years, then you're going to need at least X amount of months to um, you know, take care of it. I, is there any little recipe cookbook for colonic hydrotherapy? or It is so individual it's um there's no answer to that uh, uh, um 
Some people will come in. If people come in and they're, they're chronically uh, constipated, I will recommend that they do three in a row because, um, as I've said before to other people, it's like when you're first getting colon hydrotherapy, if you're constipated, it's like pouring water on a desert floor. It takes a while to really absorb. Mm -hmm. And so if you do a treatment, you'll move some stuff out the first day. But if you do another treatment and another one uh, right away, then you move a lot more. Um, so having them close together is actually beneficial. In the beginning, in the beginning. yes, I, I think so. But I, I, you know, and then there are some people. I had a, a, a client who was doing uh, the cleanse in the book Clean uh, a few weeks ago, and um, the cleanse was so good that she came in. She wanted to do three colon hydrotherapy treatments, and by the second, she was clean. She didn't have to do a third one. On the other hand, I have a my trainer had a couple of really, really uh, amazing experiences with clients. And this is very, very rare. Uh, I want We want to talk about a little bit later on is it addictive? Um, and it is definitely not addictive, but um, but occasionally... can't imagine that it would be addictive. No, <laughs> no, it's really funny. You know, nobody's breaking into houses to support their colon hydrotherapy habit. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there have been a, a couple of cases that I have heard about from my trainer of sort of radical cleansing. One was a young girl, who, well, a young woman who has a child had taken ice out of a, an ice machine and she swallowed a, what she thought was a piece of glass. And her mother said, oh, no, it's just a sharp piece of ice. But she was then at, thereafter constipated and she came to Denise as a young woman and she just was so persistent and she had 50 Colon hydrotherapy <gasps> treatments. 50? Nothing happened. On the 50th one, bam, out came a piece of glass, a big piece of glass, oh and like my. an avalanche afterwards. Um, you, would, you would think that that would have cut the... It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, my, my first introduction to colon cleansing was through uh, uh, a company called Arise and Shine, which uh, has wonderful products, and they have this amazing little book called Arise and Shine, which I really recommend. And it had just horrendous stories about colon cleansing and uh, the condition of people's colons, and it's what really got me interested in it in the first place. But he has a story about a guy who was doing his colon cleanse, which mm -hmm. is herbal and, and um, other things. And he was going to the bathroom and heard this clink in the toilet and reached down and saw this sort of metallic clump of stuff. And it turned out to be all the crayons he'd eaten as a child. Oh, my God. So people can so hold people stuff. So people can hold stuff since in childhood the, yeah, in the colon that's yes. not eliminated against the wall. Yes, it's amazing. I mean, it's really amazing. And the other, the other person that I've heard of who's done a lot of them in a row was another, uh, an older woman in her 70s who had cancer. I don't remember what kind. She was also a, a client of my teacher um, who, who decided to do radical cleansing, and she did over 50 colonics in a row, and she did liver cleansing every other day. And Denise said she was the most radiant, beautiful, energetic woman at the end. She she got rid of her cancer. and um, Yeah, because you get rid of all the toxins yeah, that Yeah, so that way. was really... So it's through diet yeah, and yeah. colonic or... Yeah. Um, well, all right, so let me ask you this. Is is it safe? Is it safe for everyone? Um, pregnant women shouldn't do it. People who have severe um, hemorrhoids need to deal with their hemorrhoids uh, it, Till they're you know calm Prior down. To, okay. Um, so yeah, and frame. people with colon cancer should not do colon hydrotherapy. Okay. Um, generally, it's not. Uh, generally, it's it's um, it's 
What if people, for everyone. What if people had a history? What if they had colon, uh, colon cancer and they, um, you know, quote, unquote, got the cure? I would have to answer that question with one individually, one-on-one, one yeah. On one. Okay. yeah. Um, I, w- I would like to say that, you know, in, until the 50s, there's a prevalent idea among doctors that colon hydrotherapy is either useless or dangerous. Uh, but most doctors don't even know their own history, which is that until the pharmaceutical industry took over constipation in the 50s, most hospitals and nursing homes actually had colon hydrotherapy machi- therapy machines. Well, they had bathtubs. <coughs> they used to have bathtubs not just for bathing the patients, right. but to give them Animals like an enema. Yeah. Yeah. Because they understood that a clean colon was um, essential. Yeah. And um, that people with impacted, problems with impaction, yeah. you know, would become septic and die. Right. So that, yeah. It, it, I'm glad you brought that up, that his, the history. Um, what about um, this argument? Because in this realm, there's this argument about the disruption of the natural bacteria that's in one's colon, so that one is receive as one receives colonics, that it it disrupts this natural flora. All right, I read um, I read a report a couple of years ago, and I think it was from the Mayo Clinic. I'm not sure. It was a large um, medical institution that was studying. Um, <clears throat> bacteria in the gut, and their report was that the majority of, of bacteria in, in the average American's colon this day is pathogenic, the majority. Um, that's because of mostly our modern foods, lack of exercise, insufficient intake, and medicines <laughs> have created a perfect environment for pathogenic environment in bath, um, bacterial growth. So when you say medicines, <laughs> are you talking about pharmaceutical medicines or are you talking about herbal medicines? Um, specifically steroids and antibiotics. Ah, okay. Um, so when you clean the colon, what you're doing is you're cleaning the environment out that harbors those bacteria. And it clears the way for the natural bacteria to reestablish because the clean colon walls are the natural environment for the growth of good bacteria. That's what they're supposed to be and that's, that's what will reappear. Although our body, you know, our, our, Earth is so polluted right now, and we're we deal with so many billions of tons of toxic in the toxins in the environment right now that um, I really I really recommend probiotics for just about everybody for you know? everyone. Yeah, to just and and that's something you actually have to play around with because everybody's gut is a little different. There are mm-hmm. some probiotics I'll take and I'll blow up like a balloon, and some of them fit me perfectly. So you can, sometimes you have to work around to find what. The right one that the suits right one your body? that suits you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, I, at Mercola.com. I like Dr. Mercola's website, pretty mm-hmm. informative. So mm-hmm. Mercola.com for information on that, mm-hmm. life extensions. And also if you have your own holistic practitioner you're working with, right. you know, you're going to get that individualized treatment if you're, right. if, you're, if you're fortunate enough to have somebody that you're working with. Yeah. Um, so... So you don't see. So, so you see it as people need to take the probiotic anyway, and that a colonic is not disrupting. No, no, it really does. Disruptive. All all it really disrupts is, and all it really does is 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 clean. It just cleans the mess out, and then and then you're able to um, the body is able to uh, repopulate uh, in where it's supposed to, <laughs> and as it's supposed to. And yes, we need to take the probiotics, but taking the probiotic probiotics without cleaning the wall is almost uh, useless. 
So in other words, people who don't have the colon clean and you're saying they're taking a probiotic, it's not really helping them. It's, it's much more difficult for the probiotic to take hold and form its own colonies because the environment for, it, for its proliferation is not there. Ah, okay. It needs to have its own, it needs to have the right environment for those bacteria. And the good bacteria actually protect against the bad ones when there are enough of them. Okay. So. Okay, we're going to take a brief break here. And um, we'll be back with you in a moment. You're listening to Healthy Options. My guest today is Susan Hamill, and we're talking about colon hydrotherapy, and we're also going to get on to speaking about cleansing diets. We'll be with you shortly. Welcome back to our Healthy Options. I'm Cynthia Swan. My guest, Susan Hamill, um, who works at Camden Whole Health and uh, in Camden, Maine. And uh, we're talking about colon hydrotherapy and cleansing diets. So let's continue the conversation. Susan, what, what can... Um, I do want to do that. What, okay. What, what can one do on their own to maintain good colon health? Oh, there are a lot of things. I, I do want to say this one thing, and that mm-hmm. is that people ask me, well, you know, if I eat right, <clears throat> um, why would I need colon hydrotherapy? Isn't the body designed for ficti- effective elimination? And um, it is designed for per- to function perfectly in a planet that we don't live in anymore. Mm-hmm. Our, our bodies were evolved um, in a pristine climate in a pristine world. And now that we have billions of tons of toxins in our environment, um, the body and the body's not eating real food, it's eating industrialized food, and and we're dealing with all of these toxins. Genetically modified foods? Yes, everything, you know. And um, so we really, um, the body needs help these days. So uh, what can we do to help it? First of all, drink plenty of water. We, uh, you know, we hear this over and over and over again with so many... Uh, natural practitioners drink water. 
And good quality water. Good quality preferably water. Preferably filtered. No preferably chlorine. Filthy. Yes, absolutely filtered. And, and or, fluoride. Or spring water or, you know, just the best water you can get. I would like to um, just talk a little bit about structured water. Structured water is um, you can get an expensive machine or you can just take a little stainless steel bowl and fill it with water and put it in your freezer. Now, you know, when water is a crystal, it gets very, very disrupted um, in going through pipes and faucets and... Um, but when you freeze water, all the molecules line up in a structural, oh, beautiful form. And when you melt water, the molecules stay in line. Ah. And when you drink structured water, the whole body is able to take it in much better than water that you just has been, you know, trucked. <laughs> so, in so bottles. is it so is it better to do it that way or to boil it your water first? I know Edgar Casey in his book talks about always boiling. There, you know, yes, the bo- boiled water has a different um, function in terms of, um, and I just read about this very same thing myself not too long ago. Long boiled water has a function of being uh, drawing certain toxins, but for everyday f- hydrating. For hydrating the body, structured water is absolutely the best thing you can drink. Um, and structured water is simply taking water, mm-hmm. freezing it, yep. and, then and then letting it melt, melt naturally. N- yes, naturally. And, and then, then drinking consuming that water. it. Yep. Uh, preferably in a container that's BPA-free. Well, yeah, like a glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a real glass. <laughs> um, it's really important, however, to not drink with meals. People guzzled, washed down their food with meals. Yeah, because that uh, that uh, impairs digestion, right? Totally. I mean, the very first digestive enzyme is tylen, which is in the mouth. And tylen is, the purpose of tylen is to break down complex carbohydrates into simple carbohydrates. Um, my first husband had cancer, and we healed it with macrobiotics. And... Um, uh, the mo- and I dealt with macrobiotics and taught macrobiotic teaching to a lot of people and a lot of cancer patients over the years. And um, the people who healed were the people who chewed. Ah, so and, chew your food. And part of the macrobiotic healing diet was to chew your food 100 times, especially the grains. One mouthful, 100 com- times. Yes, yeah, the complex carbohydrates. And the people who did that were the people who healed and for a number of reasons. One is... Uh, one is that this, th- what I just talked about, breaking down the complex carbohydrates, it's the beginning of digestion. If that digest, if that grain goes into your gut, into your stomach, without that first f- level of digestion, it actually tends to ferment and create an acid condition instead of digesting properly for the rest, through the rest of the whole system. So that's part of it. Also, the tylen is an alkalizing enzyme. Agent, okay. So it alkalizes. Um, and the third is that chewing stimulates the parotid gland, which is right here under the ears. It's part of the salivary system, and, it's, and it produces parotene. And parotene is a hormone that, or an enzyme. I'm not actually sure if it's a hormone or an enzyme, actually, that stimulates the immune system all over the body. Mm. So, and it's, it's destroyed by stomach acid. So the only way you can get it is to chew a long time uh, so that it releases the parotene into the mouth, and then it's absorbed through the soft tissues in the mouth into the directly into the bloodstream. So <clears throat> um, so don't drink your water with your meals. Or don't drink anything, right? Not even no, a hot yeah. beverage or a yeah. warm beverage. No, I, I know in the Ayurvedic world, many times it's uh, when upon waking, have that glass of warm water yeah. uh, with uh, lemon. Yeah. Uh, and again, so that would be about removing because uh, that helps to eliminate with mm-hmm. elimination. And then you're talking about structured water as then to hydrate, right. to be beneficial in yeah. that sense. Yeah. What else? Well, excuse me. Um, 
Diet, <laughs> diet, diet, diet. So let's talk about diet. Let's talk about cleansing diets. Delve into that a little bit more. I mean, I think everybody who has listened to Healthy Options at this point knows that the standard American diet is not a healthy diet. Right. With our the fast food bits and all the white flour and coffee and alcohol and right sugar. Well, there there are you know eating well is a really individual thing. Some people need a lot more meat than other people. Some people do really well as vegetarians. Um, uh, so it's hard to to proclaim a diet that's going to work for everybody. However, everyone needs a lot of vegetables. Everyone needs a large proportion of live and raw and or fermented foods every day. And fiber foods. We need fiber, whether we're getting them through grains. If you can't do grains, then vegetables and fruit. If you can't do fruit, then vegetables and grain. <laughs> you know, you definitely Or vegetables need, alone, right? Or vegetables alone. Vegetables are like the king of foods as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, they and no one really, well, a lot of Americans typically don't eat enough of them, perhaps. Yeah, most of us don't. Even the one, even those of us who know better generally don't eat as many as we should. Um, so the thing about, so we need fiber foods and we need enzyme foods. And enzyme foods are the, the ones that have not been cooked. So fiber foods are your grains and your vegetables. And typically, fruits. And fruits. Yep. And, and your enzyme foods are? Are any, any food that's not cooked. Um, so any raw food will do. Raw foods, fermented foods. Fermented foods are full of enzymes, and another thing that's full of enzymes and also growth auxins, which I love, um, which are also enzymes, are um, live foods, sprouted foods. I, I always have something sprouting. Um, sprouting is just – it's So this is reminiscent of the Hippocrates Institute, Absolutely. the raw food diet. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I think, Clements, who I was – yeah. heard speak a while mm -hmm. back from Hippocrates and and of course Anne Wigmore that mm -hmm. was her legacy right. because right. she cured herself of disease with raw food big on wheatgrass juice wheatgrass right. enemas right and um, sprouting and also right. a fair amount of seaweed if I'm remembering it correctly yeah well she did use seaweed in her uh, f famous green drink <laughs> <laughs> um, and and she was the person who really introduced wheatgrass to this country and also rejuvelac and um, rejuvelac is a is a it's an acquired taste it's, it's a, a fermented food it's a fermented drink that's made from sprouted soft wheat berries and then after the wheat berries are sprouted oops sorry getting away from Get my closer. microphone here <laughs> um, it, rejuvelac is made from sprouted soft wheat berries um, after the wheat berries are sprouted, you fill the jar with water and stir it two, three times a day and let it ferment for about three days. And it makes a sort of a – it depends on, you know, the weather. It depends on the the proportion of how exactly how far the sprouts were sprouted. If you let them go too far, it will make a different rejuvelac than if you let them go too little. And um, so it can there can be some, some – Variation, in it, but basically, it sort of tastes like a little bit combination between uh, watered down beer and lemonade. So yeah, lemony taste. I've I've because um, I was watching that on YouTube. They have mm -hmm. like a lot of the raw food recipes mm -hmm. come up on YouTube, mm -hmm. and so the rejuvelac. Um, and I remember one of the gals on the YouTube video saying it kind of it's kind of like smelly socks. It's when it smells <laughs> like smelly socks, you know it's ready to go. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really yummy. I like to stop it a little before the smelly 
the sport before the, snow, the, the <laughs> yeah. lemony stage because yeah. it gets yeah. cloudy. It's it when does, it gets yeah. cloudy. Yeah. Well, and also uh, once you have um, sprouted, once you've fermented the first batch, you can decant it and you can sp- you can use the same berries for two more. Batches. Okay, so you can do this with quinoa too. Quinoa spelt berries. Can you do them with spelt berries as well? Uh, probably. I haven't. N- well. N- Rye berries, or should it no, maybe be wheat berry or it's, quinoa? It's the soft wheat berries. It's not uh, any old wheat berries. It's okay. the soft wheat berries. The hard wheat berries are the ones you use to make wheatgrass juice, and the soft wheat berries are soft wheat berries or quinoa. Okay. And so to do this, you can put it in your little sprouting can, fill it with water. I just it. take a jar, like a wide mouth jar, like a, a half gallon one. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a couple cups of wheat berries in the bottom. Cover it with water overnight. Then I, in the morning, I drain it with a like a cheesecloth and mm-hmm. an elastic and leave it in the drainer at 45 degrees angle so there's some air can get up into the jar. Mm-hmm. And you leave it in a drained position. You might you rinse it two or three times a day, but then you, the important thing is to leave it in the Good drained, drainage. drainage position um, until it's sprouted, until the sprouts on the berries are the same length as the berry. Okay. Then you turn the jar the right side up and fill it with water. And ferment it for a couple of days. And then a couple of days, you just two let three, it sit? Two or three days. I stir it. The more you stir it, the, the faster it ferments. Okay. And it does get a little cloudy. Um, do you skim the stuff off the top? And it when does, you do like, it? like a lot of fermented foods that will make a kind of a, 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 a foamy yep, scum a foam on, the on the top, you know, the same way as sauerkraut. Most fermented foods do that. I don't know exactly what it is. So you take that off. I have a very fine strainer. I just strain it right through the very fine strainer. And um, and then you drink it daily. I drink it, I drink it all the time. Rejuvelac, uh, well, when I'm, you know, it's like any other good thing. You go into these phases. Mm-hmm. But when I've got it going, I drink it um, anytime I feel acidic or off. Drink a glass of rejuvelac. It brings me right back to center. I don't know. So rejuvelac is alkaline, but rejuvelac is chock full of enzymes. Is it like enzymes uh, and probiotics? So it's a probiotic. It is a probiotic. So this is like the cheapest probiotic probably out there. It is. If people are willing to make their own rejuvelac and go through the sprouting with quinoa or these soft wheat berries, they've got their own probiotic for literally pennies a day versus spending seventy, eighty dollars on you know because there's there's some probiotics are better than others, right? Yeah, and I you know, and I'm not saying that Rejuvelac has every every strain um, of bacteria every strain you need in it, it right. that you want. But um but it does generally um keep the colon in pretty good condition in the whole digestive system. It's uh and as I say, it's also high in protein. So um it can take your hunger away. It's a really good thing for people who get uh odd cravings like and when I don't have a juvelac around sometimes I'll go around all day and I'll be nibbling stuff because I don't feel right and of course that never makes me feel better right <laughs> it makes me feel worse but if I've got rejuvelac around I'll have a drink of a glass of rejuvelac always brings me right back to center okay so now I'm thinking about the things that people can do for themselves to maintain good colon health so yeah. probiotics rejuvelac yep. diet cleansing diet chewing we really about well that. Chewing, chewing at least a hundred really, times really that, that's well. a really tough one but yes it is because uh, you've uh, really you know, got to focus on eating your food and taking the time and when we're in a hurry a lot of us gobble things down or yeah. you know you're on the run it's much better to eat less food chewed longer and you don't have to do it, you know, unless you've got cancer or something very, very serious. You don't have to chew a hundred times. That's for cancer patients. But um, but if you can chew thirty times, the fifth to fifty times, especially with your grains, that that is really, really important. important. When uh, Ted had cancer, we we started spending an ec- we were spending four and a half hours a day chewing. 
Yeah. And my cooking was terrible at the beginning. The thing that saved him was his chewing. He was a good, obedient guy, and he did that, and it it saved his life. Saved his life to it chew. Really did. Um, so, so walking is another thing that's really good for the colon. I mean, all exercise is good for the colon, but walking is the best exercise so for that's the colon. The, and what about, let's talk about enemas. What's the difference between a professional colonic and an enema that one would do for themselves? Well, um, um, okay, actually, it's getting there. Can I go back a little bit first? Yeah, is there something else you wanted to Yeah, mention? I mean, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I just have a sort of a list of things that are good for the colon. For now. I'm just going to go down them in order. Is that all right with you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, just because I, I lose my place sometimes. Um, getting rid of mercury fillings. Of all the, all the um, heavy metals that people have, mercury is the one that affects the colon. I mean, it affects a lot of things, but it's the small one. Small intestine, the villi in the small intestine. It's known to yeah. really disrupt that area. And the colon. Um, so, and then... Uh, Seasonal cleansing. You know, I think it's really important to do either a, a, a juice fast once a week or once a season to do a little bit of cleansing of fasting. There are elimination diets. There are rough, you know, you can do raw foods for a few days or a week or in the summer for a few weeks if you want. Um, you know, just to find out what fits you. Like I can't do water fasting. It makes I, I don't have enough. Um, it just, I'm too hypoglycemic. I can't do water fasting. But some people, it's fabulous. But just a little bit of cleansing on sort of a regular basis really keeps the whole system. And cleansing and fasting aren't always the same. It doesn't mean no. that you're food deprived or, you know, right. nutrient deprived. Right. It, you can do it through juicing. and Yeah, and I just have been, uh, uh, I just read the book Clean, which is written by Alejandro Junger. He's an MD who, um, his, actually, his book's been on the bestseller list, which is really good news. And he has a cleanse in there that's really, it's you can do it for one week up to three weeks. And um, you only have one full meal in the middle of the day, but you do have a full meal every single day. And it, and then you have liquid meals on both ends. And it's a, it's pretty easy to follow. And it's it's a slower elimination, but it, 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 uh, it really works. Mm-hmm. Um, also, obviously, avoiding processed foods. It's one of the best things you can do for your colon because what happens with with processed foods is that they don't digest and they become this sticky glop on the mm-hmm. inside of the colon. Um, we'll talk about uh, enemas in a minute, but also chiropractic. Chiropractic is really important um, for the lumbar region to keep those nerves to the colon from being blocked or from spazzing. So and maybe cranial sacral then, or any kind of body work yeah. I would think might be helpful. Yeah, in that. but especially yeah. chiropractic is really good for the colon. The, lower, the kind that focuses on manipulation, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, I because there's different oh, realms, right? Right. But anyway, whatever brings uh, increases the the nerve function to the colon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in terms of uh, colonic irrigation, you know that means any any form of bringing water into the the colon. Um, colon hydrotherapy is m- much more effective than enemas, but you can actually, if you can't afford enemas, you can you can either do. Um, I mean, if you can't afford colon hydrotherapy, you can you can do enemas yourself. And there's this wonderful site, believe it or not, uh, uh, a client told me about this. It's called enemabags.com. It's actually enemabag.com. Uh, there, there are a couple of um, sites that have a similar name, but it's Christina Amalong's site. And she is a colon hydrotherapist who sells every every enema bag possibility <laughs> you could think of and I, I, I and and she has cds i mean she really teaches you how to do your own 
enemas really effectively because most people don't do them very effectively. They only get water into the very first part of the colon. But you can learn how to get the water all the way over to the cecum, which is the far end. Um, and also there's some really good herbal colon cleansing um, things. And I, the, only, the one that I really love the most is the one that set me off a long time, which I mentioned earlier, which is Arise and Shine. He has some incredible pro products, and he has... Um, <clears throat> It's a very effective cleanse, and he has um, um, that great little book. <laughs> yeah, and Bernard Jensen has several Bernard books. Bernard Jensen is like is, the father of yes, colonic and he col is. colon He's cleansing. He's like the, the tissue the cleansing guru. through bowel movement. That's his oh, the old classic that was sort of the first book that ever introduced the idea to the West of colon cleansing. Yeah, I had a colleague who's a RN tell me that he he would go into great detail about yeah. what was coming <laughs> out yeah. of you. Thank you. And he was like, thank you, <laughs> Dr. Jensen. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing with the Rise and Shine book. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like some, sometimes it's almost yeah. too much information. Oh, it is, but it, but it's inspiring. I mean, you know, you look at that and you go, ooh, I really do not want to have any of that in me. So, um, And people can get very, very impacted. Um, uh, can they be impacted and not know it? Yes, most people. So because a lot of people, you know, if they're impacted or they're constipated and they have terrible pain, I mean, they know it. They're not able to, right. to eliminate. Right. And then there – so are there people who – have that issue of uh, where they're impacted and they just don't even realize it? I think that's the case with most people who are impacted. They don't even realize it. Really? Um, it, there, have been, there have been some really astounding um, autopsies done and like up to 80 pounds of toxic colon waste in the – I mean waste matter in the colon. So it, for, for most people when they have like this distended – Abdom, you know, abdomen right. and belly. You're saying that a lot of that, it's not where it's people will say, oh, they're just getting fat or that's where they carry their fat or their right. adipose, however we want to say it. You're saying, no, it's the colon is, it's the colon. is screaming. Yeah, that's right. Really? That's right. Yep. <sighs> so um, in terms of uh, the consistency, I know we don't want to completely go there, but I remember prior to the show when I asked you to be on, you said, actually, our poop's consistency is about 50% dead cells. Yeah. Um, that's with, you know, the body, the body's constantly shedding dead cells and they get, they get transported via the, um, I suppose, via the blood mostly into the liver and then dumped into the um, duodenum. They don't get reabsorbed in the small uh, intestine, and then they get dumped into the large intestine. So that's part of it. And so um, that's why people continue to, even if they're fasting, they'll generally have some sort of a um, bowel movement at some point. Um, and then, uh, then the rest is created by our food. You know, that's just the way it is. <laughs> so our food is, is, what we eat is absolutely primary. What we eat has a lot to do with our, our ability to eliminate yeah. Also, absolutely. And, to, and, and in terms of our health, um, how did you how how did you uh, get into colonics? I mean, I know we we spoke a little bit earlier, and you mentioned that you were with a client, and then um, I was working with a client in Tucson. Um, and the first winter we were there, uh, she was also working with some other practitioners who, one of whom suggested she go to a colon hydrotherapist um, as part of her cleansing. So we both went. And at the end of the winter, uh, Denise said, you'd be really good at this. I'll train you. And I was 
sort of shocked it was the last thing in my mind and never in a million years yeah, exactly. thought of doing <laughs> dealing with therapy dealing with poop <laughs> yeah and um but i but i had been working really so much more lately with raw foods and and running some raw food cleanses for people for about 5 or 6 years at that point and so i i thought well you know this is a really good adjunct tool so i thought about it and um, I squirmed about it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I worried about it, and finally I just decided, okay, I'm go- I'm going to do this, and um, and I was worried about it right up until the first day of my training. I mean, I I was having dreams about poop floating in the air around oh me. Oh my god! I mean, it was just ooh. I had the same social yeah uh, because it's that, that's the, it the that's the right. what I hear from people when I bring yeah. it up, and they're like, ooh, I don't want it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. right, right. It's and like yuck. Yeah. But then I'm not a proctologist. The way I trained was that I got ten really d- dear friends <laughs> who agreed to do my usual five day raw foods cleanse combined, which I run. I do this several times a year for people. Uh, five day raw food cleanse, the Hippocrates Health Institute protocol, um, along with five colonics. And when I started seeing what what when you're doing those things, two things together, the colonics help. The cleansing process from the from the cleanse keep on going, and the cleanse puts the whole body in release mode, including the colon. So, just amazing amounts of stuff came out of these little healthy people. Yeah, it yeah, was amazing. amazing. And, and it was it was I, I and so that was when I said, "Oh, all right, I can do this. This yeah. is this is good stuff." You know, when <laughs> I was doing research for this show, I was like even reading about how um, these testimonials of people who claimed that it cured their back pain, it, it cured yeah. their hip pain, Absolutely. it cured their joint pain yep. through colonics. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because it, because the, because you're just detoxing everything. I I have a book that I love. It's a crazy little book, and, and this man has written a number of books. He's called um, Mikhail Tomback. He is a um, Mikhail uh, Mikhail Tombak. He's a Russian biochemist. T O M B A C H. T O M B A K. B A K. Okay. And um, uh, I one of the book I have of his is Can We Live 150 Years? And it is filled, filled with all kinds of wild cleanses. I mean, and you can cleanse right down to the bones. He really? Has, he has. Every kind of cleanse you could possibly imagine, including bone cleansing. So and uh, so when you are when you're unplugging the plug and you're and you're letting your whole body when you clean the colon you're allowing the whole body to clean including the joints including you know every Everything. place where there has been any deposit any deposits have now have an opportunity if you keep the process going cleansing process not this is not just colon hydrotherapy but generally the whole cleansing process of your body, which there are many ways to go about it. Um, yeah, because cleansing processes like, you know, saunas, hot exactly, baths, exactly. all the Casey stuff. Exactly. I mean, there's tons of things people can do for yeah. themselves to get the toxicants out. Yeah. But it, it seems like in my reading that colonic hydrotherapy was like the fast track. It it's, was like that if you yeah. did that with the food stuff right. and you were really diligent about it, right. it was like the fast track of cleaning up. It is. Now, let me ask you this question. We only have a little time remaining. How much is too much? I mean, is there too much of a good thing? This whole thing about detoxification, is there a proper balance? Yes, If there one is. detoxes too fast, yes. you know, they can get pretty ill, can't they? Well, yes. Uh, <clears throat> and you'll know it if you have any... any um, sensitivity to yourself at all you'll you'll there 
you know, there are certain discomforts that happen in a, in a, in a cleansing process. People can have healing, healing crisis. crises, and, and they usually only last for half an hour, hour, two hours. Where they feel really crappy. Where they feel really lousy, like nauseous, maybe sometimes throw up, maybe fever and chills. It feels like a flu. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get milder forms of that or you can get fluy feeling forms of that. And, um, but it, that will pass. If you have some situation where you're feeling not good and it goes on, then you should stop cleansing. You need to start building. Okay, so it's the, it's, that's it's the, ba- the, the balance. balance of cleanse of and build. Cleanse and build. So it's, uh, it's, most people don't go overboard with cleansing, but a few people are fanatics, but whatever they do, and that's... I mean, I've seen go. people, I remember going to a, some holistic, um, I can't remember, some conference or whatever, and I saw this woman who was like, just like iridescent, this yeah. young woman, she glowed. Yeah. And she was like involved with the colonic hydrotherapy and, yeah. you know... Just, it, so it was amazing, this kind of look. I, I know what you're talking well, about when you mentioned the woman who glowed. I mean, yeah, I have seen that. It's amazing. I've seen it in myself. If I, if I, when, I, when I have the, the courage to go ahead and do my own cleansing, yeah. <laughs> you know, follow my own advice, yeah. uh, my eyes get better, my, uh, my, whole, I, you know, my skin glows. People's skin looks so much better afterwards. Usually you can think better, you feel better, um, you just have more energy. People, people ask me, Are you gonna, am I going to be able to work for the rest of the day? And um, absolutely, you feel almost everybody feels better afterwards. I only had one person ever who didn't feel better mm-hmm. afterwards than before, and he had a very, very, I think, emotional um, resistance to the whole process. Anyway. Well, it can't, you know, any kind of cleansing, it cannot help but affect you spiritually and emotionally in, in my in my belief absolutely uh, because absolutely. you know you're kind of all these components of yourself yeah. are in this together yes sometimes people really get teary on the table you know i would it, think so you know some stuff leaves and and it sort of connects with or other. or angry or angry yeah you know any kind of yep. emotion yep yeah because you're really um you know you're you're really getting things moving yeah um in the few minutes we have remaining, this is um, you've been listening to Healthy Options, Cynthia Swan um, at on WERU 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming WERU.org. And my guest, Susan uh, Hamill, can be reached at www.camdenholehealth.com, Susan, T-H, at midcoast.com, and at 207-701-1817. Any parting words, Susan, that you would... Um, have in this realm that you'd like to share with um, listeners? Well, basically, um, all self-care to me is self-honoring. And when we're honoring ourselves, we, we, we don't honor our lower selves. We honor our higher selves. And when we're doing that, we're happy. Well, thank you for that. And thank you to Susan Hamill. Thank you to Amy Brown for engineering this show. And um, thank you for listening. And I hope you'll continue to exercise your healthy options. <laughs>